what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Michael McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And the Raiders play on Thursday night football, prime time. How are you feeling? Um, I feel great. I feel tired. This is, and this, this is a humble brag for both of us, but this is the second time this week we have um, started recording around 6 a.m. And I'm tired. And I realized listening to the preview episode, or <clears throat> excuse me, the recap episode, I was like, I sound very tired. So this morning I tried to get up, stretch out a little bit, you know, do my ow ow now brown cows. Ow now brown cows. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet, you know, get the voice going early this morning. So try my best here. I'm going to make sure that I'm clear, concise. And it does not sound like I just woke up. So that's how I'm feeling as far as the game is concerned. Um, (laughs) I feel good. I feel scared. And I'll tell you why. A little bit later on but how are you how are you doing good uh, i really same thing all the way around like you said not to brag but two six a.m's in a row no big deal but the content never sleeps uh, even though i would like to content never sleeps but here we are doing this again i'm excited excited for a, a, a prime time game and second year in a row playing the chargers on thursday night so yeah should be a doozy yeah, it should be. And and the thing about Thursday night for um, for me, at least, is it could be the best or worst thing ever is getting through the week all the way to Sunday and then losing is hard, you know, big build up. But yeah, big build up. And so going into Thursday, it's it's one of those things where it's here sooner. Obviously, that's how the week works. And if you can win and just be relaxed going into college football, going into NFL Sunday, it's a great thing. Yeah. If you lose on Thursday night, it's just extra pain. It's just extra days of just, oh my gosh. And then you basically have to wait 10 days to play and And it's, it's emotionally not cool. You know, it's one of those things that are, t- that are tough. Yeah. So, agreed. But um, we'll get into this. So we are going to hit um, our mortal locks as we always do. Micah is just flying through the year and no one can stop him. Um, not even as much as I try to um, solicit outside advice, outside counsel. Um, I try to solicit other RTP listeners um, and my child. I've even tried to do that to slow this guy down. And even though some of those have been successful, there's no stopping the guy, you know, there's no stopping the man here. So I'm excited for what, for what you have. Um, we'll get into the preview where you will take the Raiders defense. I will take the Raiders offense versus the chargers um, and I have a couple player props, a couple player prop bets for you um, that I'm going to be rattling off just to see how good you are, just to see how good your, okay. your mortal locks are, because um, we're going to okay. get in some more specific player ones, which I'm excited about. So Damn. cool. Well, start us off, King. Start us off, young King. What is it? What is it? Uh, baby Bron. Start us off, uh, Baby Bron. Yeah. <laughs> 
What do you got? Mortal Go Locks. Off, Young King. That's right. Week 15. Let's roll. My Mortal Lock for Week 15 NFL football slate is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Card versus the Arizona Cardinals at a plus six. The Eagles are a rejuvenated team. They got Jalen Hurts. They're coming out hot. They went out and beat the Saints last week. They uh, they got a new. I mean, they're they're a new animal. Okay, I know that the Saints kind of rough right now. No Drew Brees. You know they're kind of weighing in and fading in and out. Wonky year for them this year. But Sean Payton's no slouch. That's a good coach to go out and win a football game against. I think that this team is starting to turn the corner a little bit with Hurts. It's a different. You know they got a different uh, aura about them. They're they're energized. They're not out there trying to block for Carson Wentz who's throwing interceptions and just not throwing the football well they they finally got their run game going in that last game so I think they're going to go out here and shock them a little bit the Cardinals coming off a, a big cover for you last week you know trying to trying to write the write the ship here a lot of people writing off Philadelphia for this year that division is wonky division I'm not sure if they're they might still be in the hunt for that division not positive haven't looked at it in a, in a minute but Sanders went off for 115 yards and two touchdowns last game. And the big wild card kicker, Jalen Hurts, went off for 106 rushing yards that game too. So they got him working that that uh, uh, Lamar Jackson role. And I think that just brings a, a different element to things. And, you know, they may not win the game, but it's going to be a tight one and they're going to cover. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a fair point. Um, Eagles coming off a big win. Cardinals coming off a big win against the New York Jets. So, It'll be interesting um, going to Arizona. I think it's uh, it's going to be a good game. Um, I will tell you, you are coming at my boy CD on this one because Ooh. big Cardinals fan. He yes. was stoked. I rode with them last week. They need this in the worst way. I, I think he would still take a, a cover and a Cardinals win. So yeah. you're not completely going against him, but just just saying, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at the slate this week and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't see a game better than this. I don't see anything that is more of a certainty than this game right here. And that's Cleveland going up against the New York Giants. Minus four? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Cleveland? Come on, son. What? 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 Yeah, they're rolling. It's, it's not even going to be close. Cleveland is coming off a loss Monday night at home. Tough loss to the Ravens. Um, tough cover for anyone that took the, the Browns plus Damn. three, by the way. <laughs> Um, that's a bad beat. I did not. Thank goodness. I took just if anyone cares, I took the over under at a 44 and a half. Wow. In that game. And the Ravens covered that by themselves. Well, Browns the almost over. did. I took the over oh, yeah. of 40. Basically, they needed 45 points in the game and it was 47 to 42. So not to brag, but I got that one. Um, but if anyone had Browns plus three. I'm sorry, because that late safety made it 47-42 Ravens, and they did not cover. But you know, this one is, come on, guys. Just don't even don't need to show up. Browns all the way. Browns riding this hard. Minus four against the Giants. It's not even going to be close. Stamp it. More to lock it. Do everything you can. <laughs> I don't have ulterior motives here. I, I just want it. the Browns to win by more than four, because that's going to happen. Yeah, I can, we can tell that that there's nothing else behind this choice. No. Then just the you know pure thought that Brown's going to win, and that Brown's going to win. Yeah. Soundly. Yeah. There's no nothing in this world that is more certain than the Browns minus four. So yeah, I don't think I you've ever been else. more confident into a mortal lock than Mm-mm. this one here. No. No, so. sir. 
Great. That's good. Lock it in. More to lock it in if you want. (laughs) That's easy for me. Well, we have the Raiders versus Chargers on Thursday night. And before you get into your preview, I want you to know we've bounced back and forth about fantasy, um, about things that are current in our fantasy world that everyone cares about. But I want to share a little bit of insight here. Okay. So earlier this year, I made a trade and I traded. So Herbert, um, I, I claimed Herbert on, on the waiver wire. I just had him on my bench, you know, and he started going off a little bit. So I played him a couple weeks, played really well, right? Put up 30 points, 35 points here and there. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy low, sell high, right? Any stock investor, anyone that's just in the business of, of making money, I'm going to buy low, sell high. So I claimed him, just lost a player off my bench. And then I traded Herbert and I traded him for um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, because hmm. I wanted more of a, a certainty here. Yeah, I wanted more of something that like I could trust. And it's paid off. He Watson's played well. Herbert's played well. No big deal, right? I think if you look at it, the points since I've traded him, it's been relatively equal. So maybe didn't have to give him up, but I also didn't want a LA Chargers guy. On, yeah, fair enough. Right on, on my guy on my team. So um, I traded him. I traded him to a, a gentleman in the league and we happen to be facing off against each other in the semifinals. And it's um, ironic that we are because it was biggest trade for me, the biggest man, I don't know if it's going to work out. And I've been, you know, comparing it for the last five or so weeks. But the irony here is that I'm in the semifinals. I had a buy, not to brag, but I had a buy. Um, and I'm going into this game and I'm like, this is terrible. This is not good for me because yeah. <clears throat> a couple factors. First factor being the fact that I traded Herbert and um, that the trade is going to be heavily looked at this week, right? Because we're playing each other in a very big game. And the second factor is the fact that they're, you know, Herbert's playing the Raiders. Um, so that's the thing, yeah. right? And the third factor is that the guy that I traded Herbert to, he had a baby this week. He had, he had a, his second child this week. And I'm like, everything is going against me right now. Right. It's like, there's no way the fantasy gods are going to just be like in, in my favor here. Right. They're going to hurt me for this trade. They're going to hurt me because the Raiders are playing on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And this guy had a child. There's no, there's no debating the fact of what's going to happen. And I don't want it to happen, but I just know that Herbert's going to have a big game and it's, it's just going to pay dividends for this gentleman who scheduled to have this baby this week for extra mojo. You know, I know that's the reason he scheduled it because he knew he needed a big, a big turn of of momentum here in this week of a critical week, you know? So um, I wanted to mention that first, just so everyone knew what we were going up against. And and if you have anyone to blame, it's me um, for making this trade. So get into it a little bit. Um, Raiders defense against the Chargers offense. How are we looking on that side of the ball? Well, as we stated last pod, Big change on the defensive front. Paul Gunther, not there anymore. They've got defensive line coach Rob Marinelli stepping in, defensive coordinator. It's going to be interesting because more than likely we're going to go into it and off a short week with a new defensive coordinator, probably not a whole lot is going to change. We're going to have the same old Raiders shitty defense, and it's going to be a rough game for us on the defensive side. Last time we played the Chargers, Herbert kind of went off a little bit on us. Threw for 326 yards and two touchdowns. You had Keenan Allen was nine for 103 and a touchdown. Mike Williams, five and 81. 
So they had a big game throwing the ball. Um, they had, uh, you know, a decent game rushing as well. Had, I think 128 yards overall, but they were able to essentially move the ball on us pretty well. And we all know it came down to that very last, those last, you know, essentially last two plays. Isaiah Johnson came up big, knocked out of their hands, ready to get a W. But by all intents and purposes, they went out and they, you know, walked all over our defense for the most part. And it ended up being somewhat of a shootout that we ended up winning. It's going to be an interesting game. The most interesting part about it is going into this short week and the Chargers having some key injuries last game that are potentially going to hamper some of their players or possibly not be out. And that is the aforementioned Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and also Hunter Henry, their tight end, very big part of their offense. All were taken out of the game on injury last week. And so if all of those guys go into this game and they're not 100%, that's already a, a big step in, in the W side for the Raiders, having those guys being in there not playing at 100%. So that'll be interesting. I'm hoping that just like I was talking about with Jalen Hurts and the new quarterback kind of resurgence of some, some things, new defensive coordinator, new resurgence with the defense. Maybe they play play a little uh, more energized. You, you kind of put a note on it on the recap pod that it just seemed like the defense kind of was – given up a little bit towards the end against the Colts or what have you, you know, maybe they get that, that feeling of like just going out there and balling out Thursday night game, new defensive coordinator. I'm hoping things turn around during a press conference. They were talking to Marinelli asking him like, you know, how hard is it to kind of get things rolling? This is, you know, you're going into your first game as a D coordinator and it's a short week Thursday night. And he basically just said, you know, we need to stick to what we're good at. He's like, you can't, you don't have to be talented to go out and play hard, play with heart and do your assignment. And he's like, if everyone does their assignment, very, you know, cookie cutter answer. If everyone does their assignment, the defense can play well for four quarters. You know, he's essentially saying that they need to just focus on the things they can do and things that they do good and how to incorporate it against this defense or this offense. So it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't know what to say about our defense at this point. You know, we need pass rush. We need the DBs to be able to cover receivers, you know, and that comes along with the pass rush, like you, like you mentioned. Uh, Kukowski had a big game against them last last time we played. He had 13 tackles, total tackles. Ten of them were solo. So hopefully we can get a big game out of linebackers. Morrow's been coming on as of lately. So just, just hoping that this change defense coordinator can get a little resurgence out of the defense. We can get out there, get after Herbert. Some of their key players, hopefully they're banged up enough to – help us out a little bit in that regards. And I don't know, I, I'm hoping that as you will touch on with the offensive side of things that our offense can figure things out because we needed them to win in a shootout last time. And it was a defense making big plays that ended up winning the game for us. But we need to have that 31 plus points again from the offense potentially to get a W on prime time. So the defense, not much to say other than I hope there's some type of funky new juju from a Thursday night interdivision game with a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a challenge on that side of the ball as it always is, but um, there's been a lot of, you know, like you touched on a lot of scrutiny with the fact that we changed D coordinators um, fired Paul Gunther on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Monday and it's a short week. And it's what I don't understand is like, like theoretically I get it right. It's like, Hey, you could probably have given this guy a little bit more time to get a game plan going, but let's just call it what it is. This is a Chargers team that we know well. It's a Chargers team that we 
play twice a year. Granted, there's a new quarterback that we have to account for, but we've already played him once. And if you think that Rod Marinelli was not in the in the room when they're developing the game plan yeah. throughout the year and also for the Chargers game, then you're crazy. It's like there's not going to be much change. He's probably going to tweak a couple things about the game plan. And sure, he'll probably have a more dialed game plan for next week because he'll have a little bit longer. But what are we really talking about here? Like we're not talking about changing so much about our defense and, oh, we're going to go to a 3-4 this week. No, yeah. not at all. It's like we're he, we just need someone else. We need a fresh voice. We need a fresh perspective. And we already have the the grounds and the base for, for what we're doing here, you know? So I, I understand it's like, it's just really just, you know, clickbait material. It's, it's just something for the media to run with about, Oh, sure. We, why would you change it now? It's like, dude, like we're not changing much here. We're just making some adjustments. We're getting a new voice. We're getting a new leader in there and we got to stick to what we're good at. Like you mentioned, and, and just, and just go and just roll, but like the game plan and then the, the strategy and the scheme, it's all there. It's just we have to make tweaks about our calls. We have to make tweaks about our alignment and, and, and really stress focus areas around more so fundamentals and what we're lacking. So I, I get it to an extent, but I'm also like, it, we're not really talking about much here. So, yeah. but yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Defense has to, they have to hold on. They have to hold on as long as they can. And um, that's what we saw last game. And that's what we got to do this game. So, you know, for the Raiders <clears throat> offense on that side of the ball, we have some question marks. Um, Henry Ruggs is out. He was placed on the COVID list um, yesterday. Um, I don't know if it's whether he um, he has it or was in close contact, but he's out. Jacobs is questionable. Um, I think he's trending in the right direction to suit up on Thursday night. Um, and Edwards is questionable. So, you know, the reason I mentioned Edwards, even though he hasn't been a big factor in, in our offense, is, is the fact that Ruggs is out. So he would be the next man up to slot into that rotation. And he's questionable. So, at this point, we're running with um, Aguilar, Renfro, Zay Jones, which is fine, you know, because we still have Waller, we still have Moreau. And something I didn't mention on on the recap pod is the Raiders in one drive trotted out three tight ends on one play with Moreau, Witten, and Waller. And the next play, they had two running backs in, and it was just like Gruden was just mixing and matching the whole game. But I, once again, I think we're deep enough to – to show them different looks. I think we're deep enough to provide multiple formations, multiple fronts, not to confuse the chargers, but we're deep enough to where we can still go to anyone and make an impact there. So, you know, last time we played these guys, we, we pounded the rock pretty early. You know, DC didn't have a big game from a staff perspective, but hit Aguilar deep um, on one of them. He hit Renfro deep on third down, obviously, but you know, he kind of played, he didn't have to have a big game last week because Jacobs and Booker, that was kind of Booker's coming out party a little bit for the Raiders, but he had two touchdowns and it was a big day for, for the running game. So expect to see that, especially if Jacobs is, um, is clear and he's active, expect to see a lot of, um, a lot of running early, um, kind of establishing the line of scrimmage there and, and also taking a little bit of a pressure off of the defense, keeping them off the field a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, we, we, we still have to, like you mentioned, we have to attack. We have to be able to put up a lot of points. We cannot trade touchdowns for field goals. We can't do it. We just are not at a spot where we can just go down there and trust our defense because the Chargers offense is explosive and our defense is not very good. And our defense is going through a lot of transition. So um, the Raiders offense is going to be key here. They have to have, you know, a couple long drives to keep the, the defense fresh and be able to, um, punch it in and, and not kick a field goal in that sense. So um, I'm expecting a big day from DC. He kind of asked to um, kind of asked to go out there and, 
and slaying it. And I, I really want um, Foster Moreau to have a bigger impact on, on the week. Just it's, it's about time. Like Witten offers not a lot. He's a great run blocker. I get it. Um, he's a great guy to, to sneak in and, and slide in the zone and, and, you know, get a first down or whatever it may be. But Moreau, as you saw, he's great down the field. He, he is um, elusive. You know, he made that, <clears throat> he put that um, Colts DB on skates uh, last week. So it's Justin, it's Blackman, one of those, by the way. Yeah. You know, cause uh, as our guy, our Colts guy mentioned, Justin Blackman is basically better than Minka Fitzpatrick. And he's also has some, you know, traits like Ed Reed, and Foster Moreau put him on skates and he went down and he had a pretty bad game, which I didn't want to call the dude out because the Raiders got smoked. Um, but I want him to know that eh, I, I maybe take a step back, maybe walk that take back a little bit, my guy, Daniel. But I digress, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> it, it's, it's just we have to be able to push the ball downfield. We, we honestly, we're, we're, we have nothing to lose in this game. I, I know that's dumb but we have to play that way. I guess on the offense side of the ball, we have to attack. We, you know, we ran a trick play last week with Zay Jones hitting Nelson Aguilar on the field, which was cool, but it's like, we have to be able to just go out, gosh, dang it, have some fun, you know, throw the rock around the field, act like you're, you know, better than these guys. The chargers have nothing to play for. Um, the Raiders have the playoffs in sights, but I want it to be the other way around. I want them to play aggressive. I want them to play like, you know, don't, don't play scared. Don't, don't grip the bat, dude. Like, let's just roll here, you know? So um, just a couple stats to monitor, by the way, um, we have, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm playing like a Madden season, right. And I'm getting towards, you know, week 14, week 15, I start looking at my guys and saying, Hey, you know, where do we, who needs the rock? Yeah. You know, who, who, needs, <laughs> who needs those stats? Padded those stats in this, you know, made up fantasy league of, of Madden here that no one cares about that. I, I just want to make sure that they get the ball. Right. So um, just a couple stats to monitor because this is real, real life and real football. DC has um, he's right around 33, 40, I believe total yards. So think about that. You know, he needs about, 660 yards total to eclipse the 4,000 mark, which would be great. Um, so that, I mean, three games, I think he has a pretty decent shot at it, but you know, you're talking 220 yards a game, which I think is doable. And he has 24 touchdowns as well. So if he can throw for over 225 yards in the next three games, throw for two touchdowns as well, each game um, he'll be at 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, which is a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, also Josh Jacobs, what's up? We're going to kind of need that out of him if we're going to we make also this need push, that, yeah. <laughs> push to, to you know win these three games and, and make our statement for you know, yes. getting into the playoffs. But it bodes it bodes well for yes. for what we're trying to accomplish. You're exactly right. So um, another one to look at is Josh Jacobs. So he's at 831 yards, nine touchdowns in the year. So 171 or 169, nice more yards to eclipse the thousand yard mark. And he just needs one more touchdown to get in the double digits. So um, something to look at there. And then another one, which would be great is Darren Waller, 84 catches, 817 yards. So hmm. he needs 183 more yards to get over a thousand and he needs 16 more catches um, to get to a hundred catches in the year. So that's going to be something to look at just for fun, you know, but it would be cool to see Waller average, you know, what would that end up being like six, six catches a game, which is a lot for tight end. You know, mm. I know he had 13 or whatever one game, but um, 10 against the saints. I think it was right. So he's had some big games, but he's also had some games where he's only had two or three. So um, just a couple things to monitor, but overall we got to be able to, we got to be able to pound these guys and, and be effective in the run game. Um, I don't see it where um, like it was last week or last time we played these guys where we, 
um, two headed monster and ran for almost 200 yards, but um, we have to be effective in the run game, which we have not been um, against the, you know, against the Colts, against the Jets, against the Falcons. We haven't, we were not able to run the ball. Um, even the Chiefs, we, we weren't able, I mean, we were able to run it effectively, but that turned into more of a shootout than we thought. So overall Raiders offense has to show up and they have to be the reason we win. That's, that's bottom line. So, yeah. you know, it's what it comes down to. It's what a lot of the, um, a lot of the preview episodes have been about is Raiders offense needs to carry this team, but that's just how we are, you know, we're shaped right now. And that's the, the, the fact that's the fact of, of, of our offense and, and the fact of our team right now with, with our depleting defense. So um, that's where we're at there. Any thoughts on that side? Uh, yeah, just just like you said, it's it's going to be one of those things where the Raiders offense has to take advantage of the few three and outs our defense puts up. You know, if there's any turnovers in there, it's like those things aren't consistent for our defense to do. And we have to be able to take advantage of those times because they're far and few between. So if the offense can go down and, you know, get touchdowns or just get points in general out of three and outs or, you know, turnover of possessions in general that's what's going to make the difference like i said because that doesn't happen for our defense very often so if we can jump on it when it does you know we'll be a lot better off yeah no doubt well let's let's leave everyone here with with a couple player props right so some player prop bets for thursday night football and i have to start because you did the preview is over under one and a half sacks for the raiders defense one and a half sacks i'm gonna go with the over Nice. I'm going to go with the over on that. Life's too short to bet the under. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Mark it down over two or over one and a half sacks. The Raiders defense, they had zero last week. They did have, I think they had two against the Chargers last time we played them though. So great. Trending in the right direction here. Yeah. Okay. Over under total points. So right now we have 53 and a half points Ooh. for this game. So over under 53 and a half. That's going to be 27 a team. That's tough. That's tough. I'm going to have to hammer the over on that one as well. I mean, it was over last time they played. We just talked about how it's we're going to have to score a bunch of points in general. I would love for the Raiders to win 43 to 10 and it hit the under on that. But yeah, that'd be great. But let's hammer the over and make it um, cool. And then let's go Derek Carr over under 284 and a half yards. Ooh, I am going to go with the under on that one. Uh, he has been he has been slinging the ball as of late. Uh, he had put up a 360 yard game and then like 315 recently, somewhere around those lines. That's not super indicative of the type of passer that he really is. You know, on a consistent level, he's we've talked about this before. He's a you know 275 you know kind of guy. You mentioned he's got to have 220, 230 plus or something like that. I think he's, he falls in that, that 260, 270 range. Close, but not quite yeah. covering that. I actually had it. Um, I don't even know what the actual player props are. This is stuff that I just made up, but I had it Perfect. at 274 and a half previously, but you kept hammering over. So I just upped it by 10 yards just to see. Yeah, I probably would have taken the under anyways. So <laughs> Okay, cool. No, I'm good with that. Um, over, under, one and a half situational miscues by the chargers so if you haven't been following the chargers they, How, they what's, either, the, what, what's the over <laughs> huh what's the what's the line They're at one and a half over okay cool. i'd have taken the over on five and a half probably yeah so that would be either um burning timeouts um unnecessarily or 
um, having 17 guys on the field when you're supposed to have 11 or going up to when you should spike the ball and rolling out your field goal team. And then the clock runs out and you can't get the field goal off. So situational miscues or doing a um, running back dive when you should be spiking the ball. Correct. Yeah. Any of those things play here. <laughs> That's right. Any of those play in this one. So great. And then my final, 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 final prop for you is a prediction. Raiders are currently, um, and I've seen two different lines, but I'm going to go with this one. Raiders are minus three and a half at home against the Chargers. What is your prediction for that line? And what is your score prediction? I think the Raiders definitely cover. We always ask ourselves, you know, is the team that is, favored better than the blank amount of points that they are given. And the Raiders are by far a three point better team than the chargers. In my opinion, I think they're going to go out there. Raiders are going to go out there, put up some points. I think we are going to see a wonky good game from our defense and I'm being optimistic here, but thank you. Someone I'm feeling, I'm feeling the juju of this Thursday night game, some new blooded defensive coordinator, Raiders 35, Chargers 21. Great. That hammers the over. That mm-hmm. definitely covers. So um, I agree with with covering the points. I think, you know, three and a half. I think the Raiders are better than that. So but, um, I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit more, I don't know, conservative here, but I'm going to go Raiders 30, Chargers 24. Still covers the over by a half a point, but I do think they come out with a W. I think they – I, I said play like you have nothing to play for, but they do have something to play for here, um, mm-hmm. but just more, more urgency, more free, more loose a little bit. Um, and let's just go out and put on a show Thursday night. So I got Raiders 30 to 24, you know, don't lock that in lock. Mike is in obviously, but um, I, I do think we come out with a, a much needed W eases the, the, the 10 days until our next game. And then we can have a little bit, uh, a little bit of optimism to roll yeah. into Christmas next week. Um, to where we can just say, you know what, we're in the hunt. As we mentioned, being in the hunt is is invigorating. Um, yeah. And it's very positive and very nice for us. So let's just stay in the hunt. Let's do that. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think what you were getting at when you say play like you got nothing to lose, I think you I think you were getting more along the lines of like play to win the game, don't play to not lose. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's a very, very different thing. You know, it's essentially playing scared. If you're playing to, to not lose, you're, you're just trying to do what you can to not fuck up as opposed to going out there and just balling out, slanging it, doing what you need to do to beat the brakes off whoever you're playing. That's right. So, well, good stuff, man. Um, big game coming um, tomorrow night. Excited about that. Raider Nation. We need this one in the worst way, but we got to get out there and, and handle business. So um, that's all I got, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, going to be a great game. As always, share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars. Keep showing love for the podcast. We appreciate y'all. And uh, hopefully we have a a very very easy 10 days after this game, a very, you know, refreshing and and happy Saturday-Sunday weekend slate of college football because that's what's best. That is what's best. Absolutely. Um, Well, right on, man. Raider Nation, stand up. Love you guys. Looking forward to Thursday night. We got to rock. Later.